You're listening to Creative and Passionate Cat, hosted by Antoine Errol. Today, we're here with Daniel Grant on the podcast. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, for those that may not already know you, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Antoine. I appreciate it. So just a little bit about myself. I am the founder of Your Mindset Mentor, which is a personal development company that specializes in helping entrepreneurs transform their mindset so that they can attain their next level. And I've been doing this for about three years now. So how did you get started in doing mindset work? Yeah, that's a really great question. How I got started doing mindset work is actually Back when I was 15 years old, I thought that I wanted to take my life and I found myself in the psychiatric ward for five days. And that was the first time in my life that I had ever asked myself, how did I get here? Or or why did I believe that my life wasn't worth living for? And that one question of asking why, I became really curious about. And at, at 15 years old, I started reading personal development and I was always a closet personal development person because I was, I was ashamed and no one knew that I actually had gone through this experience. And then I uh, started my journey of personal development, understanding it. And I, I came to realize that there was still like a part missing within the personal growth and the mindset and like how we gain control of our reality and how we can actually gain control of ourselves and create happiness. And that led me to learning about Buddhism. And I actually seeked out a Buddhist monk to help me understand the attachment to thought and the subconscious mind and the ego mind and the conscious. And that was about eight years ago. And so for the last eight years, I've been really diving into the mindset specifically, how we create our reality, what are our thoughts, what is consciousness. And it's really been a beautiful journey of over 18 years of, of personal, personal understanding and really just a true desire to seek how this happens and why we create our realities. And so that's how I got into mindset work. And so how, how would you say someone is creating their reality right now? Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question because oftentimes how we create our reality today is based on what our belief systems, that what our belief systems were when we were a child and a lot of the things and places that we operate from today as adults they're dictated by those projections that people project onto us into our into our belief systems. So would you say that it's simply not enough to be reading personal development and working on yourself that those beliefs are always there or? Yes, I'm so grateful that you said that. A lot of people read personal development books or growth books for some people like 20, 30 years and they still aren't able to gain control of their life or transform it. And it's because they're not actually diving into the root of the problem and looking at it in their subconscious mind and seeing it for everything that it is, maybe sending it some love and healing it. But the flip side to that is you then have to produce a new belief system. If you're going to uproot a belief system, you have to produce a new one. And I find oftentimes that the personal growth books or information seem to just miss that step. Yeah, for sure. And where would you say that, like, because there's personal development, but then there's also people like where they, they try to operate from a new belief, but sometimes they come up with a, a lot of excuses. Where would you say that fits in? Well, that really just comes into the fact that you don't have control over your excuse belief. And we hold so many different beliefs around excuses because so many different aspects of our life require different excuses for us not to take action. And so it's not a matter of, 
looking like not being able to produce the personal growth action. It's the fact that you have a mental pattern that has an excuse wrapped around it and you're not looking at that. Yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah. Like sometimes I think that like people are, are brought up more in like the theory of things than the practical. That's maybe why people are not taking action as much. I think that's most of us, you know, we're, we're that's our education systems. We're raised yeah. in, a, in a society that isn't practical. It's just all theory. Do you, do you think people should get to work earlier in their life or, or not really? Yes and no. I mean, I'm someone who would be the benefit of that. I mean, I've been doing personal development since I was 15 years old and really I've transformed my whole entire life. And I'm someone who lives in a very beautiful place because of that. So do I think that people should start at a younger age? Absolutely. But I also do see a shift in our education systems of more of those principles being brought into the education systems, which I think is fantastic. But for the older generation, that's a vulnerable place that you have to realize that you have to create that for yourself now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think no one's going to help you with personal development other than yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you see like personal development, like eventually becoming part of the school system or or not really? It already is. They're already bringing in. If you, um, yeah, I I was, I'm someone who is really passionate about that. And if you actually look around the globe and do and look into it, a a lot of countries are starting to introduce anything within the personal growth in their education systems. Even here in Canada or? Yeah, absolutely. Actually at, at our, one of my local schools here, I once talked into the meditation class. Okay. And yeah. uh, this was for what level university? This was, no, this was for high school. High school. It was okay. an, it was an, yeah, it was an elective. If, instead of doing PE, you could take a yoga and meditation class. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's much different from when I went to school and it wasn't that long ago. So I was just wondering if things had changed, but that's it's really only- cool. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's only really been changing over the last four years. You're starting to actually see these programs come in. It's it, people who have been trying to get them in the education systems have been fighting for over ten years, and over the last four years, they're actually rolling it out. Yeah, we actually had um, entrepreneurship class in high school, which is quite weird, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We were creating products and things like that, and we had to sell it to our teacher. That's so cool. But that's all, like, why would you not teach entrepreneurship as a skill set in school? It's, it's a legitimate business. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it, it wasn't every school in the, in the province is just because this, this school I was attending, uh, I think they had a little more classes or something. They had it as an elective, but not, not every high school had that. That's for sure. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause like sometimes like the way it works is that the school system is set up where it's like, these are the classes that have to be taught. And if that's the only time they have to teach those, then they won't add any extra classes. Such a flaw in our system, isn't it? (laughs) But it's a little different when you go to like university and things like that, where you do have to choose electives. So that's a little more, uh, you have more ability and more freedom to choose different classes. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say was your, your like biggest takeaway from personal development? I mean, the biggest takeaway that honestly is that they don't, nothing in the personal that I found in the personal development area actually taught you about thoughts and how we attach to them. And in reality, when we say like our thoughts create our reality, 
wouldn't you think that there would be more information out there talking about how we attach to thoughts and how that actually gets created? Yeah. So where would someone learn more about that? Well, in my up and coming book, they could learn about it. No, but uh, honestly, the only place that I, I really found the knowledge is in the Buddhism books. And a lot of people won't look that direction because they think it's a, a religious thing. Yeah. But the more that you actually like read about Buddhism, I mean, it's been around for so long that it's, it's not actually about religion at all. And, and a lot of these original Buddhist texts will continuously reference like this isn't a religion. This is an understanding of consciousness and self. And so unless someone looks that direction, there's very few books that actually allow that knowledge. Yeah, that's definitely interesting because I'm someone that's highly into personal development. And, you know, sometimes I find when they say your thoughts become your reality, it just sounds very vague because, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can say like, okay, well, I'm just going to say this about myself and there I am. I'm transformed, right? So it's not really the case, but most of the books, they don't go into into more detail or cds or they they really don't and honestly i was 25 years old is when i really took a step back and i was like how i mean my, my life had been changing and i'd been moving through challenges and i had been evolving as a person but i was like how am i not where i should be if i'm reading all of these personal development books like what is actually missing here because if i'm doing everything that they're saying i should be at a completely different level but I didn't understand how many subconscious beliefs I was holding on to and stories that was in fact blocking me from taking action to achieve those things. And that's when that that one question of asking like, what am I missing out of this personal development stuff is what got me into understanding. I needed to look into the Buddhism and the attachment. Do do you think that someone's personal development just like paralyzes you? Because like, like you said, it's trying to make you like, um, almost something that you're not and then when you try so hard to get there and you're not getting there you're just like really frustrated against it yes Yes, so i I, I mean like sometimes it almost sounds like a like a trap (laughs) it is a trap and actually this is the first conversation i'll be honest since i've really been doing this as a business where i've talked so in-depthly about personal development or personal growth i hardly ever even reference it because i try to pull people away from looking at me as like a specific personal development company and more as like the understanding of your, your operating system, your mental mind, your thoughts, because they're two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, personal development is, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's great, but too much of it is too much in a sense. Well, how can, how can we call it personal development if at the end of the day, you're not developing yourself because you're unable to take action on the things that would develop you? Yeah, it's like, like when I got into it, like I was really like reading books, like thinking grow rich. And after you're like done reading it, you're like hyped and stuff, but you don't have any direction. That's like, that's the, that's the thing that I've seen the most from my standpoint is that I was reading all these books and I was just like, what am I doing? I'm like, okay, I read the books. It's like, it's cool on paper or something but like in reality like you're not further along where you should be or where you want to be yeah i'm glad that you brought up think and grow rich because think and grow rich is a perfect example of a book that has so much information life-changing information but it doesn't explain the fact that you have to work through all of your limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. all of your subconscious patterns before you can actually be able to incorporate those daily things that he that he talks about that all of these successful 
successful people were able to do, you're unable to actually apply them to your life because you can't even move out of your own way. So you have this powerful book that has transformational information, but people can't even take action on it. Yeah, I, th I think people should, should do it a bit backwards where it should be like, make sure that the person before they get into like personal development, that they're already working towards something and then add the personal development a bit on top of that. Because if you do it backwards, like I did it, like it didn't make any sense because I was just like, oh, cool, I can be rich, right? But mm -hmm. I wasn't even doing anything with my life. So I was just like, okay, so I read the book, I guess I'm going to be rich. But <laughs> that's not how it works. Like it's, it's, that's why I find it's a bit backwards when it comes to like personal development or just a bit with educational systems and things like that, because it's, it's like theory first, but practice second. So it's kind of weird sometimes I find. Totally agree. You know, I think the biggest thing that everyone's missing is that we have to under understand self before we can even do anything else. So to be able to understand who we are as a, as a being and how we operate allows us to then take action on that personal development stuff, which would be in theory talking about understanding Buddhism first, but because religion has stripped that away from people, they don't even get the opportunity to understand self before taking action on the knowledge that they receive out of personal development. Right. Yeah. And what's your opinion on like visualizing and things like that? Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. I mean, if you want to talk about visualization, it's a, it's about understanding that you're, that we are a, a spiritual being having a human experience. Everything is made of energy. This is not a secret. Like this is very mainstream information is that everything is made of energy and, and things are frequency. When you visualize, you allow your, your being to raise its frequency as energy, which then we talk about law of attraction. And then that is how the energy that you were able to raise to attracts that desire, which is why visualization works. And do you visualize like every day or every day. Okay. Every day. and every what, day. what does that look like? Are you like, is it like vision boards or is it just in your mind or? No, you know what? Here's the thing with vision boards. Vision boards only work if you can actually visually and feel yourself in that place. Actually just looking at the picture is, is okay. But if, if you're like, I've been doing this, this vision board thing for 10 years and I'm not getting it, it's because you don't actually see yourself achieving those things. So that's one aspect of, I just want to throw that out there on the vision board. That's interesting. Yeah. I made, I made one for fun and basically I had it on my desktop computer. And so basically I, I would see it every day and most of, most of the things on there just came real, but it's not because I was, I was thinking about it just because I was, I guess I was seeing it every day, but I wasn't really focusing too much on it. Now, can I ask you a question? Did you do that after you read the book, Think and Grow Rich? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you actually subconsciously prepped yourself to be able to do that because you received information to your subconscious mind that knew that that was something that would work so that when you did it, your subconscious mind had data to pull from. So you gained the benefit of that. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause when I do, when I did that, I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to put some pictures together and that's what I want. And well, it's not really, I didn't say that's what I wanted, just things that I knew that could happen. So basically mm -hmm. I just put it on, on like different pictures all together. And then I like, not that I didn't take it seriously, but it's just because I was just like, okay, well now it's on my desktop. And, and after that, I started seeing one thing after another happen. Yeah. So it was more like that. Yeah. And that's, well, again, though, it's because you had pr presented the idea through a book, but you didn't even know you were doing it. Right. 
But back to your point about visualization, this is something that I love to teach entrepreneurs is visualization is not just about like visualizing your life in five years. As an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. there's so many different ways we can use visualization. So for instance, if I have a big speaking thing coming on in the morning, I will visualize myself on that stage. I'll visualize the presentation going great, visualize meeting people, the energy, so that when I go to step onto that stage, I've already visualized the experience that I want to have and it, and it be one in my favor. Another one would be, I, if I would visualize if I have a big project I need to get off my plate. In the morning, I would sit down and visualize myself sitting at my desk, getting it done, being productive and watching myself complete it. So there's so many different ways we can visualize because again, it's nothing more than raising your energy and your frequency and allowing your being to match that desire. So if my visualization desire is to watch myself complete a project, I have a higher chance of actually completing that project again, because I've already presented the idea and I feel like it's already happened. So how, how do people have that feeling of it already happened when they're not there yet or things like that? Yeah, it's a muscle, just like the gym, right? People, it's like, that's mm -hmm. like personal growth. People think if they read one book, their life is going to change. You have mm -hmm. to apply these things to your life. You have to exercise this growth. And, and really, it's your consciousness that you're exercising. And so when you visualize your first time, you know, you might not see it right away. But if you've been doing it for two or three years, the ability to visualize and actually retain that result in real time is there because it's, it's a muscle you've exercised. Yeah, so let's just... Let's just say this, that visualization is not something that you do once and then something happens and then you're good to go. Is anything in life like that? No, but no. it's because the personal development world, sometimes they, when you, when you go to conferences and you hear the speakers, you almost, it almost sounds like that. So just to yeah. put, that, put that out there. <laughs> totally. No, I mean, like I, no, it's like anything. If you want it to actually resonate into your life, you have to be consistent with it. If you want to get those muscles at the gym, you have to put in the work, right? It's, it's for everything. Yeah. So how would you, how do you personally help like people with mindset? Like, um, do you have any like steps or tools that you use on a daily basis or? Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I really help people understand that the personal development world kind of fills our brains with is that the mindset is actually a very simplistic place and it doesn't require a lot of tools. It really, there's, there's no like paid thing. I mean, you can hire me to teach the tools, but in mm -hmm. essence, you hold all the tools within you. So the greatest thing that I help people do is, like I said, we have subconscious beliefs and stories that we've been living from since we were a kid. And oftentimes we can't see them. And so I help people identify how they're attached to a certain action in their life. I help them trace it back to the original place of where they started to live from that place. And then I show people how to heal it and then how to produce a new belief. And I call it the three-step mindset framework. And it's super simple and anyone can apply it. And you, you use it all the time in your life. Anytime you find yourself resisting or you find yourself producing excuses or anything, you can go through it. And it, it's this, the first question is, what am I believing to be true? The second question is, why am I believing to be true and where did this come from? And the third one is, what do I want to believe to be true instead? The third one is key because that's when you start to produce the new belief system. That's when you start to create the new affirmation, the new spoken word that when you say it repeatedly, once you've created it, you start to say it into your life every day. You start to create that belief. You start to live from that belief and then you no longer operate from that place that you're in and you're in that next level of operation within your mental mind. And with that technique, can, do people ever like go backwards or are they good to go like always forward from there on? The beautiful thing about mindset is 
sometimes we feel like we're going backwards because we're at a new level and we have we have new limiting beliefs that that have come as we've risen into a new level but when you actually start to understand and get into the the true mindset work you're never going backwards because you're exercising a consciousness and once you put power into consciousness it doesn't go backwards that's really interesting yeah yeah because sometimes you do all this work and you think you think that things might be going backwards but they're actually not well, I th- here's, an, here's a good analogy for people to think about. In order, when, you know, a slingshot, you pull the slingshot, and you hear about this all the time, you, you pull the slingshot backwards to launch you 10 times forward. The, the most feared place people have is the pullback because they feel like everything around them is falling apart or they are going backwards. But what you have to remember is if you're in that, if, you, if you're starting to go backwards, you're actually getting ready to launch forward. But most people get so afraid of that place that they stop doing what they were doing that the, the slingshot stops. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But setbacks are a good place, right? they have to be there because they show you that you're, you're moving forward. If you don't have set, setbacks, you're not moving forward. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause you would, you would think that only people having successes after successes would be the people moving forward. But I think that's a distorted perception people have because we look yeah. at successful people, like they don't have any problems. And they have plenty of them. So we all like you don't just because you're a a millionaire or billionaire doesn't mean you don't have any problems they're just different problems but i mean they have tech problems the same as the first person who's starting an entrepreneurship has tech problems it's all the same thing it's just the society perception we put everyone on a pedestal like they're so amazing they're just like us they're human yeah that makes a lot of sense and at at the same time is you can't something you can't compare yourself to others but you can't see their life. Like you can only see a glimpse of their life. So people, that's where people see it as perfection almost. Well, and again, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the areas that I help people with. I help them break down that perception of perfectionism and comparison and show them why they're attaching to it through their own insecurities. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just some final questions. Um, one is just to know where people can contact you. Yeah, you bet. The best place right now to find me is on LinkedIn. So just Danielle Grant. You can't miss me. It says your mindset mentor on there. All right. And if you have any other links, we'll put everything in the show notes. Yeah. So if you have any like free offers or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm just actually about to roll a new one out. So I'll, I'll give it to you guys first access to that. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you. And that's about it for the interview. I do appreciate you being on there, being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you.